Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. There is absolutely no psychological fear in the beyond all gods. Hey, God said he should send his one begotten son to lead the wild into the ways of the man. What does it matter? Our home, our nation, all the things we believe in are in great danger. Overtake, subjugate, and back to destroy another. The plane ride into the World Trade Center. Welcome to another episode of Idiotic Ideologies. I am your host, Cindy Little and Joshua Fernandez. Hey, today we are going to be talking about perfection. So I thought this was a really interesting topic and uh, at least what I figured out through a little bit of the studying I did, there is a difference between perfection and there's and perfectionism, you know, where people mm-hmm. try to be perfect. So, no, very interesting topic and not surprised that there's a lot of debate over it. So Josh usually is the one that picks our topics and some of them I look at and go, oh, I don't know about that. But then <laughs> I start looking into it. I start looking into them and I'm like, wow, these are really interesting. So I'd never thought of it that way. So perfection. And um, I'm just going to start off opening with what is it? Can we attain it? Are we already perfect? What do you think? So (laughs) to, to approach in a different manner, I wanted to talk about this word perfect for, because of one, you know, it, it exists. And when you see it exist to see what kind of effects that it has on me as a person to, to believe in just any kind of duality, but the duality of perfection versus non-perfection. And then therefore, when I make it exist and I make non-perfection exist and perfection exists, which as a human being, why do we play that game? Psychologically, imperfectionism is kind of one of those perfect things where all of that is going to be an idea. Perfectionism, you were kind of talking on it, but isn't that pretty much with any word? And just to ask you too, is, is, I mean, the only reason the word perfect exists is because we have ideas and we have thoughts as a human being. But to say, is it real, is what we're going to look at. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's what we're going to look at. What are the implications, first of all, of a belief of, of perfect versus non-perfect? And then to ask myself, what actually takes place when I talk about that? Does anything perfect actually take place if I'm going to play this game of perfect versus not perfect? So just as a human being, which we always come to to or why have we not gotten to a place where we can leave foolishness behind the foolishness that causes, you know, tears that causes me to lash out and, and et cetera. Yeah. And I think our concept of 
Perfection. Yeah, you hit on some things that I found in, in some of my studies as well that I'm gonna We're gonna flip it on its head. We're gonna get to yeah, <laughs> we're gonna flip it on its head. We're gonna get to it eventually. Um, because yeah, I, I don't wanna give away what I was gonna tell say later on. But anyway, yes, I agree. All all good stuff. It's like why why even look at this? What is the point here? Uh, you know, is there any in good in looking at this this concept of perfection? And I wanted to start just by looking at definitions of perfection and synonyms, antonyms. You know, we don't have to get too far into this, but it always is helpful Mm -hmm. to me. So perfectionism, and this was from vocabulary.com. And it says perfection is a flawless state where everything is exactly right. It can also be the action of making something perfect, like you're perfecting something. So it's something without flaw. Everything is 100% great. Um, But on the other hand, people often use this word as a compliment for something that just couldn't be better, as in that red dress matches your hair perfectly. You know, we kind of, it's in the, the common vocabulary as well, you know, and we say things like that, but I think most of us don't mean, you know, perfect. So I agree with that definition. As I was going through this, and the more I looked at other ways to, to look at this word, I thought, yeah, for me, perfectionism is an, or perf- yeah, for something to be perfect, it is an absolute. I think that absolute exists outside of humanity because humanity is not perfect, and it is flawless. It is something that is completely flawless, but I also learned that there are other different definitions as well, which I'll mention in a moment. So what do you think perfectionism is? Right now, all right, you you see human beings talking about a quality of perfectionism without any knowledge about it. I mean, we pretty much get get the idea that perfect is some sort of, I guess, a hundred percent of something. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a it's it's a perfect state. So when mm-hmm. I, I hear that, I'm already in, inquiring and investigating and and all I have to say at this point is what, what takes place? Do people always say, I'm going to do the best I can. Uh, nothing's ever going to be perfect, but everybody's doing the best they, they can. And so we've accepted that. that. That's a common answer. That's a common philosophy, whatever. That, that, that's your belief system. So therefore, you, you justify and you pretty much give yourself space to say, I, I, I can mess up and don't blame me because, yeah, I'm. I can't, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And so we've adopted that whole belief system. And so th- does that take place? Do we agree that, that this idea of perfection is always this, something you can't live up to, but mm-hmm. forgive me, have mercy on me because I do the best I can. Mm-hmm. So, so I, what do you think? Do you think, yeah. do you think there is perfection that we can reach or are we already perfect or is it, yeah, we're all just human. We're doing the best we can. So in the, in the best, in the, in the investigation phase, you know, without having judgment, cause this is, I can just see, in the past that, you know, people's judgments and people's doubting of, of what you're going through keeps you in the culture. It keeps you on that repetition. Mm-hmm. And, and do, do we as human beings really have a freedom to say in, inwardly, you know, because then you're just going to cause arguments, but that, that that's all wrong. What I see as I investigate from those two points that we just went over is that I see that human beings are chasing perfection 
Mm-hmm. But perfection, where did we even get this idea of perfection? If perfection, perfection exists, exists, I see it exists. I can see perfection is there. Perfection is the what is. It's the untampered with. Mm-hmm. And then w- we go through this again, which might, of course, need some resolution. But it's um, what causes then things to not be perfect. And it goes back to my opinion of, of the situation, my idea, my superiority, my my intelligence. And then just to leave it there. So then if I, if I actually want to find perfection, perfection is there. I mean, do, do, first, we have to agree that as a human being, do we is perfection. Does, does, does perfection take place when thought isn't there or, or, you, or you can just make it simple and say if human beings weren't it never existed, does perfection take place? Who's to say perfection is not taking place? If the order of the universe is the order of the universe and nothing exists beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, I've got a quote from Krishnamurti that I'm going to mention about that a little bit later. But yeah. Let's go, Kate. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, he's my boy. Um, so yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, these are all really important ideas and I mean and they're things that I I looked at too I mean so kind of to move into that because you're you're hitting on so many things that I I was thinking about too yes yes um I went to the etymology and it comes from a latin word perfectinium or perfectio and it means a this is this is different a finishing completing perfection of action from past participle to accomplish to finish to complete now this made me pause because before i was looking at the first definition and going okay perfection is flawless it means there is no flaw there it is the ideal um this says it is complete when something is accomplished or completed so then I wondered if instead of that absolute purity or flawlessness, if we kind of more define perfection as complete, if we define it that way, then perfection's attainable. And I, I think I can complete something, and if I complete something, then at least according to this definition, it's perfect. But then I thought a little further, and I thought, well... Humans complete things all the time. I clean my house every week. I complete it. When you but say complete, does that mean like a, a ceasing to exist? Yeah, yeah finishing, finishing okay. it. Finishing yes. it. So I clean my house every week. I finish it. But it's it's not the it's not a perfect job. I mean, it's not actually a very good job. I mean, I always miss dust and spider webs. So I look at that and say, even though I miss dust and spider webs and my house is okay clean but it's not really clean by golly i finished it i completed my task so is that perfect would that be perfect because the task is completed even if i completed it in a half-assed kind of way i can take i can take your analogy then to come to the honesty as a human being and say that it's not clean no <laughs> i agree <laughs> so, there is the, the, the word cleaning then is not uh, it can't take place. It's not really happening. And then, so that's a good analogy because then you can see as human beings to just take that further and say, where does my superiority come in where I 
as a self as a self identity say that this is the way things are this is who i am these are my likes and my dislikes these are the things that piss me off these are my pet peeves but hey i'm i can get better from this uh just give me time i'm not perfect and mm-hmm. there we go we go again into this repetition into this conditioning mm-hmm. where being perfect becomes something that i think i can attain by my thoughts or if not attain you think you can get close to it through your thoughts when you've said it this completeness mm-hmm. the finishing of mm-hmm. it's the total opposite end i got to get rid of something I got to complete something. It's not complete because the thought is keeping the the door open, so to speak, the door of conflict. I want to close that door. Then I need to get rid of something. I don't need to add something. So you need to complete something? I need to complete. Yeah, I'm, I'm not complete letting something be let complete. It, go. it should have been complete at the moment of birth. But unfortunately, we're on this ride of conditioning of uh, beliefs and uh, you know all, all the all the what do I want to say the romanticism is is a, the word that comes to my mind of, of what life should be or or just keep it simple your superior your superiority of what life should be get mm-hmm. rid of that can is that the answer get rid of it to complete to finish I need to finish this I don't need to keep making what am I doing my thought is a continual climb up the mountain that you never reach a peak to. So you never complete it, so you're never perfect. But I want I want to touch on that because, again, to flip it on its head and to think deeply about this, you were talking about I'm a human being. There's going to be some cobwebs. There's going to be this. There's going to be that. So when I I would never say that this room's clean because I'm in a constant doubting of that mm-hmm. that I, I can't clean things. I'm a human being, and then to clean to clean something. So well, is I'm the sure. room is that room perfect then, or is it just complete if you decide to complete it? Or is perfection completeness? Yeah, perfection is is just without the idea. My perfection. I mean, I've, it's all you can say is perfection. So, what does that mean to say I have an idea about something? I'm I'm cleaning this room, and then I say, oh, I, I've cleaned enough, so I move on to the next thing. But no, if I'm going to clean this room, then I I finish it through, and I don't stop until the room's clean. But if you look at that psychologically. There's only one time to clean the room. And that if I'm always focused on, I know we're taking this into analogy, but if I'm always focused on just cleaning the room, mm-hmm. then I allow the cleaning to take place. Is that, you know what I'm saying? I, I, so therefore, it's, it's never finished. I'm always trying to clean the room. I'm, I'm always doubting if the room's even clean. But let's take that to love. And, and when we say cleaning the room, I'm, I'm always saying that I'm a human being and this word of love is something beyond us. So to think that I have attained it in any any particular way is the curse of mankind. Mm-hmm. Or to say I haven't attained it and I'm going to act on it and I'm going to be something is another curse of mankind. You're not going to be anything besides what you are. Right. And um, Which is imperfect. I want to make sure we're following, <laughs> f- following ourselves. Yeah, so then we can follow. No, but but okay. Which the, is imperfect. I mean, is, but is, is the imperfect the thought, though? If I'm born as a human being and I don't have thought, and I live, and I don't call nothing a problem. I don't call anything. I don't have judgment taking place. I don't have biasness taking place. Then how does the the? I guess we'd have to say is is perfection an idea? Then the perfection is, when so without the idea, what mm-hmm. is what is actually taking place? And can you how can you not call that perfection if that order is taking place without human beings having an assumption about it? There's just the order. There's there's just the what is. And you can't mm-hmm. not say it's not perfection. You can look at a planet and say, oh, perfection is not getting old. And it's like, that's a belief. That's a fear of yours. When you say things mm-hmm. in a perfect world wouldn't be destroyed and wouldn't suffer. You're putting the, the idea is making all of that suffer. You're responsible, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm, if we agree on it, you're responsible for making all the havoc. 
So the idea of perfection, then I have no place to call anything perfect or not. Yeah. As a psychological thing, as, as something that I need to attain, or there's a difference between here, here's perfect, here's not perfect. That's an idea. That's an idea. That's that, an idea. Does it, does it actually exist okay. outside of the psychology? Yeah. Well, and we'll get to that too. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. ph- the philosophers talk about that. But I thought the, the Krishnamurti quote, I want to read that right here. Um, I thought this, and it's, it's pretty much in line with what you just said. He says, perfection is something that is lived in an unpremeditated moment. And that moment has no continuity. Therefore, perfection cannot be thought out, nor can a way be found to make it permanent. The only mind that is very quiet that is not premeditating, inventing, projecting, can know a moment of perfection, a moment that is complete. And I can I can say now that, that quality exists. Mm-hmm. But you, you say those words, and um, I, I imagine that no, it, 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 it goes back to what we've discussed this before. I'm telling you of a new land. I'm telling you, hey, if you eat this way, you're going to feel something totally new. You've never experienced this, so you're just kind of like, what do you know? Unless there's mm-hmm. a quality about somebody that makes you actually want to listen and say, I trust that they are, mm-hmm. I don't want they're, they're experiencing something different. I don't even want to take it down that way, but. Well, I thought what was interesting about this quote is he's, he's kind of encompassing the idea that a moment that is complete, the perfection is the moment that is complete. So I was thinking about that and I said, it looks like he sees perfection as that completeness uh, in that, that moment and an, an ending and, to something. Yeah. An ending, a completeness an ending a finite moment that you can't hold on to it. He says, you oh. know, you, you cannot hold on to it, but if you get it just right, there's that moment. And, you know, again, I'm going to stick to my guns and I believe that perfection is equivalent to flawless. So since humans, since we're flawed, even our moments can't be perfect. But if, if you see why it's flawed, then what can you do about it? What, what do we choose to do about it? I don't know it? that we can do anything about it well, we, other uh, than recognize it. And I think that's maybe what you're getting at is doubting yourself and recognizing it and recognizing that, hey, this isn't the perfect moment. I got to check myself. Do you ever, when, when you're driving, I mean, driving is kind of a good example, but I, I want to even go beyond that. What, what what is a moment you can say when you've seen something? I mean, may, maybe it's it's usually a sunset for people, and it just kind of catches your mm-hmm. attention. And in that moment, hopefully you're not thinking all. Hopefully you're not thinking anything. You're just you're kind just of looking at you've the seen sun. it. You've seen it. There's an awareness of mm-hmm. that that knowledge doesn't creep in, and and, and it's not yelling out. But the knowledge is there. You know that's a sun. And I mean, according to the to culture, you know what these things are called. These words are called. But in that moment mm-hmm. of watching a bunch of birds in the sky just over go over you, uh, yeah. <laughs> first I was probably don't <laughs> shit on my car. But in yeah. that moment, though, you're, you're you're kind of you're not thinking about the birds crapping on your car. Like yeah. like like everything, <laughs> everything takes a back seat because in that there's a little bit of, of what he says and all that sentence of what's taking place. When I'm aware of the moment, when I have a hundred percent listening, a hundred percent observation thought has no place. Mm-hmm. But if I'm, if I'm scared, then I'm going to put thought at the forefront. If I'm afraid of, of being hurt, I'm going to put thought at the forefront. 
thinking that that's protecting myself, but all it's doing is it's it's not ending anything. You're keeping the trauma going within mankind. You're keeping whatever you want to say the trauma is, the conditioning going. Just to say that, well, is it good or bad? I don't know, but to say you're programmed, and what can you do about that, knowing that you're programmed, that, 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 that you're not who you really You've been programmed, and then, of course, you find out you're programmed. Then you start this thing of unprogramming or trying to program yourself into something else, and... When you realize that, I don't know, do you ever ask the question and say, can I not have a program at all? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's what Krishnamurti is kind of getting at is, is those perfect, complete moments. There is none of that programming sneaking in. There is none of that. You're, you're right. You're not thinking about the birds crapping on your car. You are just kind of in a, in a kind of weird new agey sense. You're one with the sunset. You're giving your all to that moment. I'm my, right. my, my, my whole looking at you my, and my whole listening. And, right. and I'm so, what is the, if the word's concentrated or focused, focused on that, because I realized that, 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 that that's who it's going to be as close as I can to who you really are. And, and then the question right. is, can you get rid of the thought? But, but if, it, if the thought say the thought does come up and you can't get rid of it, what do you do about it? Knowing that now, I mean, doesn't thought just, it's in the back seat. It's just, yeah, you just kind of let it flip I'm through just, your brain like a cloud. And then, and then through. does thought even happen when you are actually giving a hundred percent looking at what you're looking at a hundred percent of your ears, which means mm -hmm. what does that mean? I mean, to, to, when you tell somebody that, do they think they're a hundred percent listening and looking at something or again, thoughts always shading. I think a hundred percent. I think that that is probably the closest we can get to perfection. In a moment like that, I, I, I tend to agree with you and Krishnamurti on that. I don't know if it's perfect in the absolute ideal sense, but it is, there is, there is nothing. This is, and another part of the definition of, of, of perfection was pure. And I think that really applies here. It's like, no, this is pure. This is as pure as it gets. I'm standing here on the beach. I'm not thinking about anything. All I'm doing is just observing. I'm observing this this beautiful sunset. I hear the waves. I see the birds. Maybe you see your thoughts, but I'm I'm attaching to nothing here. Yeah, and because I the attachment even, is the conflict. Yeah, I wouldn't even say the thoughts are there. Mm -hmm. I would say yeah. there are no thoughts. It's just this pure moment, and at this pure moment, I am just like here. Nothing to be done. One one with this. Yeah. This experience, this phenomena, I'm sharing this phenomena with nature. And so I think a lot of times people get those profound, what I would say probably as close to perf perfect moments when they experience when, nature. When, when you're on that, I, I want to ask the question, but what, what keeps phenomena, that kind of phenomena from exploding every moment? Wouldn't that be great? When you're around people, uh, how is that not a phenomenon that I'm, in, I'm talking to you right now? But it doesn't become a phenomenon of my self-identity and my superiority and my ego make everything dull and make it trashes everything it says i think this world is is cold and corrupt and on and on i think it's harder with people and and the reason well, why not for I me no more but i see well, what you mean i know but i think i love it i love for people. me they're my favorite i'm i'm gonna well, like, i used to hate their ass I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well okay <laughs> no i i i think it's harder for people like me because um I am looking for, I can I'm contrast it to my sunset. You know, I'm standing there at the sunset. The sun, the ocean, the sand, they don't have thoughts. They, they do not judge me. 
they do not have an opinion of me. So you are you a reflection of that in the moment? Yeah, yeah. So I'm reflecting that, it back. Right? Yes, okay. yes. I'm reflecting that back. Okay, sun and ocean and sand, you don't have a re- you don't have a thought about me. You're not judging me. You're not putting thoughts to me. So hold on. I was gonna say, hold. and you see it and you hear it. So it's a uh, yeah. And so I'm seeing it. I'm hearing it. It's you. It's it's yeah. It's, it's almost no like it's me. me. Well, you bring that over to people. And that's not the case because people are always thinking, judging, and, and we get in the way of ourselves and we get in the way of, of those moments of vulnerability with each other because of those things. And I'm sitting here across from you and I'm thinking, oh, you know, is, is Josh okay with me? Does he, does he like what I'm saying? Um, you know, um, and then I'm thinking about myself, you know, oh, I hope I don't sound stupid or, you know, I hope this is making sense or so all of these things, all of these thoughts, all of these judgments, they get in the way. And so I think it's harder to find those quote unquote perfect moments with each other. Not the, not to say that we shouldn't try, I just think it's a lot more difficult. There's more challenge there. Did you not re- just reveal though what the, the perfectionism? You just mm-hmm. you just said yeah, that. Yeah, that's well, me, that's perfectionism. You yeah, said that's or, 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 or this word perfect. Mm-hmm. When you when you see the sunset and the birds, it has nothing to do with that. But to say I've been wit I've been a witness to something taking place within me, and and I see now that I I can whatever this thing means about putting thought in its place. Is that what it means? And then there, and mm-hmm. I think so as best we can, but I think it's just harder oh, with people. And then taking that in, with so each then other. going to people, when I said I used to hate people, you know what changed me? Mm-hmm. You are them people. So when you, I see a lot of people go through this, but you do go through a, a sense of hating humanity, and some people probably never go get over it. How do you get over it, though? You're not going to get over it at this point because you're seeing yourself separate. If you don't like something, mm-hmm. that that's division. You've separated yourself from it, meaning yep. you said that's not me. I, I'm this thing over there from, from your culture to your food, to your nationality, all that stuff's encompassed in that. Mm-hmm. That and, can be a barrier. And so, th- and that's all I would take a place. That's yeah. what, that's what you showed me. So th- when I, what am I taking away from the sunset, the grand Canyon, whatever it is. And I see thought not taking place. And now why is, is it obstructed within my day to day observations? Is it, isn't a person, no matter what, mm-hmm. it, it'll get complicated from there, but just looking at, is that the profoundness that we could take away? What I've learned is that sameness. When I'm observing something 100% and listening 100%, mm-hmm. you can't, well, I don't know where people get off. Yeah, your body's different and separated from that, but you are taking in the, the, the TV screen. The TV is, is a TV, but if it's displaying what is displaying, mm-hmm. is it not the beach and, and or whatever that, that's going on in that scenario? That's what's taking place in the TV. So how is the TV not taking on that form? Us as people is even a worse consequence because we actually can act it out. Mm-hmm. And so that's all I'm saying. So as a TV, can I just show what's there and not put my own uh, soap opera to it? My own uh, like story. Yeah. My own my own soap opera. We all have our story. own soap operas. I think we can do that. You, you, we've witnessed it. You just met in the sun and the birds. So now what is it that's well, making me yeah. hate people or see myself as different? From why people? can't we, why is it so difficult to do that with, with other human beings? And I think a lot of that just has to do with, like I said, with our conditioning and, and yes, yes. how we're, how we're wired up. I mean, we, I think we're hardwired for relationship. But you can look at that. You can doubt that. Well, of course you can doubt that. You you're, can look you're at that. You're hardwiring. 
which then is, does that. And you can rewire your brains. Our brains can rewire, but it's, I think it just takes more effort and it takes more time. And yes. it's, hard, it's the hardest thing you can do. And the thing is too, is that because we are always looking for a relationship of some, some sort with somebody else, it, we, we hold that very precious and, you know, a, a beautiful sunset is nice, but to me, it's not as precious as a right relationship with somebody that I love. And so because so much is on the line, there's so much at stake here. This person means so much to me. I want to make sure I am pleasing to them. I don't want to lose them. I want to make sure that they are happy with my behavior so and how I do? treat them. Mm-hmm. And so all, but those are all those thoughts that come in. I mean, those are all those thoughts that come in and those are hard to let go of. And you know what? I don't think that they're necessarily bad. I mean, I, I think, you know, we're on the right path of, I really care about this person. So I want to make sure that they, um, are, are okay with me being around them, you know, then, you know, I, I want to be good to them. And so I'm trying really hard to find ways to be good to them. And just be them, right? When I'm, when I'm, when I'm in front of you, then I, I don't, I, I know that, well, you, you're saying that there, there is some place for it, but there, there, no, if we look at it, thought with you has no place. And, and it, even if you want to, I think what you're going through, a good thought and say, I care about you. That's my thought. And that's what motivates me. Mm-hmm. But you've already divided yourself. Like just for me to just say, I'm conditioned to only think that way and to say, to, to use that vocabulary, I've already brought thought into it. Now, is, is there any sort of hundred uh, percent reward or is it still ha- has its toe in conflict? So what I'm saying is to watch, you know, I can say I care for somebody and I care for people and I care, but the, but the structure of me with, with caring, with saying that thing, with driving myself crazy is already showing you that you're, you're divided. Mm-hmm. You have something you care about. You're going to have something you don't care about because you, you haven't, you haven't looked at it to where you have one relationship with everything. So therefore, the caring goes beyond any sort of one individual. And then therefore, what takes place is a, a caring that un, has unlimited energy for every individual. So you want to talk about family and you're going to treat your mom different than this person or this person. What you're talking about mm-hmm. is, is what I just said. I just have unlimited energy and the byproduct is going to be the people that are close to me. I don't, right. they're, they're, they have the same contact with me every day, but I have one relationship with everything because I've, I've, I've went through, we've already talked about how, that's just thought psychologically just is not. Um, Well, and I think, yeah, bringing it back around to perfection and perfectionism and perfectionism is, is, um, basically this almost compulsion that we learn about in psychology where, and, and I like the way this, this psychologist, and I, I, I'm getting back around to what you're saying here. Sure. Um, perfectionism is a trait that makes life an endless report card on accomplishments or looks. Um, it can be healthy and mo- and self-motivating sometimes, but it can be unhealthy and a fast and enduring track to unhappiness. What makes extreme perfection so toxic is that while 
Those in its grip desire success. They are most focused on avoiding failure. They don't believe in unconditional love, expecting others' affection and approval to be dependent on a flawless performance. So I think that a lot of times, yes, especially like when people just start first dating, oh, they we always talk about you put your best foot forward, mm-hmm. you know? It's like I, I have to be as close to perfect as I possibly can to get this other person's approval because... I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to fail. It's a fear of failure. And so I, I see that's kind of the dark side of striving for perfection. But I also see that, you know, putting those thoughts aside, if we can, is is a healthier way to do things. Um, and I was looking at religion, some of the things on on religion and perfectionism. And of course, you know. Can we address that then, real quick? The, the, yeah. I, I think that, well, that go whole, ahead. The whole sentence you you you, <laughs> you said though, I I got a question and, and I'm questioning it with you. Uh, is is that whole sentence built on something flawed? Yep. So this is again goes back to of what what, hu- what humans always want to do. They want to say, um, y- y- you can have some perfection. It's healthy, but the extreme version of this is not healthy. And then me as a human being is like, what the fuck? It's toxic. It's toxic. It's like mm-hmm. it's in your food. You have trace amounts of this stuff. No matter what, it, it's it's toxic. It's it's under I, that. So then, what 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 is the perfection? What are they talking about? Then then I want to I want to live to that sentence you gave me. And so then, there's who has the idea of what the perfect amount of perfectionism is. And then I'm you see how I'm, I'm at, there's mm-hmm. analytic. No, anal- no, you you bring up a really good point. You bring up a really good point. And so, yes, perfectionism. I think perfectionism is, is, is that toxic part of it where it's kind of like, is it all toxic? I'm oh, even if on, it's a little bit, hold on, <laughs> hold on that. I think, yeah. And you're right because yeah, it's like, Oh gee, I don't know. Sometimes psychologists are very good about, well, some of it's okay, but then you get neurotic on this end and, and whatever. I think you're right. I think it, it's something that if somebody is striving for, for, for perfection in that way, because they're running from a fear of failure or you're planning every day or, or you're, you're yeah, spending time then, with your family. Yeah. Then I think, yeah, that's toxic. It manifests itself, that's wrong. But that's always going on. But, and I think this is where things can get confusing. I do not see a problem with striving to be better, striving for excellence. I, I think, and I know this is where you and I differ a lot, but I really think that positive change in our life is good making and how that looks is a little bit different for everybody. For me, it's like, what does it mean to, to grow, to personally grow? Well, it means I'm, I'm on a track, hopefully to be the healthiest I can be physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And I do not see any problem striving for something like that, because I know I have not achieved those things. I know that I have a long way to go in perfecting or, you know, perfecting or at least making my body better, my mind better, my spiritual life better, etc. So striving for excellence and striving to do the best that you absolutely can, even if it's not perfect, I see that as good. But yes, I think that when perfectionism comes in, people begin to delude themselves and thinking, if I try hard enough, I can be perfect. And I don't think that's possible. Uh, I'm, I'm, I can see this going on where you get two people and, 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 and there's a, a dialogue going on. And then some people usually will just come to this fact, well, we're saying it different, but we agree. <clears throat> and depending on the situation, at least in this one, 
I see how things are, are different. So there's, there's a certain structure that goes on when, which is why I like your notes and stuff and j- just to see it. I, I say structure, there's a certain wording, but within that wording carries definitions. It carries a certain programming mm-hmm. with it. So within that wording though, all, all, all you got to look at is that movement of I'm not something now and I need to become something right now. Can, can I, or a better, I, I am something, but I can, I can do a, I can do better. I can make it a better something. All, all you're saying though, can I see, but can I go to a different structure and move in that same way? But now I'm moving with a different quality because I have a whole different way I've investigated this. And so therefore I'm just looking at you take me as a person, mm-hmm. the facts of life, the movements required, mm-hmm. the facts of life. I have, I have um, people around me. Do I choose to be something that, 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 that is a, uh, what do I want to say? Some kind of crutch or that, I'm I'm not pulling my weight, so to speak. I go through that fact. What what does that mean? Well, it's apparent that we need to work together. And so as I as I conclude through these facts of how I see and, and the way I see people treat each other and, and so on, the quality has no choice but to move me in a direction that no longer has these words to embed or this and that, because that's not what's taking place. What's taking place is that I'm moving according to the facts of life. The the fact that whatever mm-hmm. the time period is, I, I, I don't want to get into all that, but like here I am. I've, I, I see something. I've seen people act on it. You know, I see people do these things that don't work. And it's not like it's, it's happened once. We have history. It's mm-hmm. happened. Of course, we can doubt history. But to say thousands of years, it's apparent. People, that, that whole thing going on, I'm not something. I need to become something. The world is not what I want it to be. I need to go out and make it the way I want it to be. On the surface, it can look like, just take me, for example, that's something I'm doing. But the, the, I don't I don't have that machinery under me, so to speak, that's taking place because within that machinery, there's always tune ups and there's always, uh, you know, going back and forth between the machine breaking and, and so on. So therefore, can I what, what is the way to fix this machine once and for all? And my mind kind of goes to it to hopefully paint a good picture that you kill the machine and in killing the machine. What does that mean? Well, I'm a body. I'm a human being. It doesn't mean I'm going to die. But can I kill the machine and then not have to be afraid of what, what actually flourishes from that. Cause now what takes place for you to defeat the machine? Well, you have to go through the process of, of fear and the all you got to uproot these things, see what they really are. And then, you, or else you can't do nothing about it. But I, I, I would just address. Yeah. And religion, religion agrees with you. <laughs> and that's where I was going, mm-hmm. going to religion. Perfect. Um, so yeah, some thoughts on some religious thoughts on per- perfection. So um, I put uh Krishnamurti under that one. We already discussed Krishnamurti talking about having that perfect moment and completeness. And this is the type of perfection I was raised with. This is from the Catholic Exchange. And um, they say the real perfection of a Christian lies and that to obtain it, you must enter upon a constant and sharp warfare against self, Mm -hmm. which refers to the mortification of the flesh or getting rid of sinful desires and death to self. I was raised on this one. So basically, you are um, called to, when you become a Christian and follow Christ, you are called to, you know, kill off sin in your life um, by the grace of Christ. Christ, of course, is, is there to forgive and help you through this journey. But it's, I got to kill the old self. I got to kill the old self. There is something new in me. God has put something new in me. The old has passed away. So it is that that constant getting rid of those 
you know, doubting yourself, checking your thoughts, and and getting rid of self, those that old conditioning, that old self. So, so yeah. Um, and and then it says in the Bible, Christ says, "Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect." And I think most Christians recognize if you think of that as flawless, you know, no, we're not going to be, you know, God is asking us to be perfect. There's no way that we can do that. Um, but we should do our best by the grace of Christ to kill off that selfishness. But if we look at it another way, can that actually happen? And the only reason you say it's not going to happen is because you look at it a certain way. I do look at it When I look at it a certain way and, and really when we look at it together, who says I can't be perfect and whatever your heavenly father is, that's got to be the intelligence, the creator of, of what yeah. is, who says I can't be perfect like that? Well, I mean, I, I, mean, mean I, I might not be some magic flying thing, but who says that that's God or for your father anyway. So yeah. we go back to these ideas that we interpret. If I just look at the, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, we, we'll, we'll eventually <laughs> go down some, we can look at <laughs> metaphors and like Bibles, but um, yeah, I would just say that again, well, to me, it sounds like and, you're and saying. Does that make me cuckoo? Because I'm saying I'm doubting, you know, somebody's no. not not yours, but the, the world's definition of something. And then we see that everything has a different perception. So then, why why doesn't someone say, oh, "Well, I want to change," and why, why why would I ever want to keep suffering or keep these ideas that keep me in bondage? Putting death. Yes, that, we'll so. see that. To me, it's like you're saying pretty much the same thing. Is it's like. Why do I want to hold on to these things inside of me that are harmful? Can I ask you? Why do I want to hold on to suffering? Why do I want to hold on to these? And when you say that sentence. Destructive thoughts. When you say that sentence earlier and you you were saying some good stuff and then you said the word sinner. And then I just mm-hmm. question you. with Did that, that trigger you? No, no, no. <laughs> but, but, but I think it does trigger something in someone's head where oh, yeah. all of a sudden I'm, I, I put that to Christianity. Like mm-hmm. I, again, I, is, I put yeah. an idea, I put a label to it. And then therefore... You can see how um, something so simple, something so profound, some so something so easy, mm-hmm. human beings just love to not make it perfect. We we don't want to end it there. We want to keep mm-hmm. adding on. Oh, that's Christianity. No, it's nothing. Every mm-hmm. every sentence, every interaction is a beautiful undertaking that requires you to see it for what it really is, which requires you to get rid of yourself. You get that rid moment, of self psychologically. Yeah, you yeah. get rid of self. And like I said, to me, that's that's. You find that in a Bible. Kick, kick it out the booth, close the door, and say, I, I got this going on with Cindy right new. now, and you need to get the fuck out of here right now. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah. get out. <laughs> the, to the thought and to the we're busy. opinions. Yeah, man, not right now. Not, not with this person I love. We're, we're busy. If I'm trying to work on my car or something, maybe I'll, I'll hit you up. But yeah. for now, thought just can just, you can just stay outside my room real quick. Stay outside. Yeah. I'm busy. Can, busy. Can, and so p- can people do that? And I think we could agree that it's possible. I think we can. To a point, I definitely <laughs> think we can, and I. I but I. All that's I'm how. That's how we got to doubt, though. No, no, I, I love it. I don't difficult. think it's right or wrong. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult because you know. And we, and we try to make the life difficult for love, but we're working. We're making it difficult by physical efforts and being exhausted and treating my family like shit because now I'm tired and don't have energy. Yeah. So. Well, something related. I thought this was kind of interesting, mm-hmm. um, and I liked this. This is from a Nigerian poet, Ben Okri, and. Um, he says the fact of storytelling hints at a fundamental human unease, hints at human imperfection. So, you know, our stories really kind of focus on our imperfections. Where there is perfection, there is no story to tell. Yep. And I thought that was really, really profound because we are drawn to our, our narratives, our stories and, and, and the things that we're interested in in the struggle 
gives us a spotlight. Yeah, it makes us really worth. Yeah, meaningful. Yeah, it does. It it brings. I think it does bring meaning, and it brings. It's like you know when I watch a really good movie, you know I'm like, I am. I'm captured. I'm captivated by the person's journey, by their struggle, by overcoming flaws or overcoming shortcomings and things that, you know, are solving problems. I'm caught up in that struggle because I believe, and usually when you go to the movies, of course this happens, it's like there's victory at the end. If I can overcome this, whatever it is, if I can walk through this difficult time and overcome the the pain and overcome the struggle to a new whatever it is, a new life, then then it's then it's the celebration. It's kind of that end of the, you know, you've gone through the crap. Now it's time to celebrate. You did it. You did it. And that is so interesting to all of us. I mean, all of our stories are are pretty much that. I, I mean it's kind of like us overcoming pain, overcoming suffering. Does that really happen? To new life. If you really overcome something, does that mean you've overcame it? Like it, it, it's, it's one and done. I've, I've overcame, like to say I truly overcame. I think in some cases, yeah, definitely. So, but, it, and, and if you don't, if you, if you find yourself always overcoming and then going through the struggle again and overcoming, that's not overcoming. I mean, the, 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 to, to, to take it to the hundred percent, you're not overcoming it because it's, it's something you're, you're always struggling with. And then just give it example. I don't want to keep rambling on, but like take a hero and the hero went through a tremendous battle and, and, right. and he suffered through it. Right. Does he, th- and, then, and he won. And then does he ever, does he ever overcome anything? Does it, as in, are you going to keep going to battle? But you wouldn't keep going to battle if you were suffering. But th- this is where I just question things and we have fun because uh, uh, we're trying to solve these problems and I can give you examples, but to give an example of a person that, yes, it's, um, I went through death and, 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 uh, somebody died or I went through wars and I've overcome them. Mm-hmm. Does it just end there and you limit yourself and say, well, this overcoming is something, yeah, suffer and overcome, suffer and overcome. Or do you get to a point to where you've accepted things as they are and you've truly overcome it? You've, you've overcome the suffering of war. You've overcome the um, whatever it may be. And do people actually get that when I say that right now? So see, I say I'm a general. I'm a general. You can either choose to not be a general and leave. Either way, your decision uh, what do you think it's going to resolve? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess to keep it simple, I just want to say, yeah, do, do you really overcome something? Do you really, uh, when you when you face something and you have to overcome it, are you truly looking at it? So when you overcome it, it becomes, uh, it doesn't have the idea anymore. You've seen it for what it really is and how you can't escape this thing. And so, it, and now it's be, it's become a part of you. You understand it. You you can work with it. You can, I think, so to speak. Yes you know? and no. I mean, I think yes and no. I think also, I, I think what the problem is, if is there's not a no, why then? is we under, well, no, I think it's because we have struggles throughout our lives. We, and so, but the struggles are different. So, you know, or pain throughout our lives. It's like, um, okay, I stubbed my toe. I, I hurt, oh gosh, that really hurt bad. Um, so I had to go to the doctor, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I'm going through this crisis, this pain. Okay, the stub toe, blah, 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 blah. And so I come through it. My toe is better. I know what to do next time. I'm not going to do that again. I think that that struggle is complete. Well, now I go and something else terrible happens. My dog dies. Okay, new struggle. This is not like stubbing my toe. This is a new struggle. Okay, I'm sad. I'm emotionally in pain. My dog has died. 
It's, it's something new to go through. And I think, yes, we go through struggles like that. We go through pain our entire lives, but each situation is different. And I think where, where things can get really messed up is if we, you know, we were talking about this earlier when we were having coffee is we all go through pain, but suffering is optional. And I think there's some truth to that. And so if we react to pain in a same way that's, that's self-destructive, and we just hold on to that and it becomes bitterness or rage or the pain never goes away. That's where I think the problem is because you know what, folks, we, everybody knows this. We're always going to struggle. We're always going to have pain, but it's the only thing in our control is how to deal with it, how to react to it and how to try to, yeah, put those each individual struggle behind us and say, okay, that door is closed. The hurt toe is closed. Let's leave that alone. Until Let's not go again. back there and until the same process. then, yeah, then, but yes, you're right to a point. Then the dog dies. Okay. I'm in pain again. I'm in pain again. How am I going to handle this? Maybe, yeah, how, how do you handle it? Well, maybe I mean, there's I learned, only one way. Right? Maybe I learned something from stubbing my toe. Okay. Now I know a little bit better on how to deal with pain. And so there's only one thing to learn from all those, but and, but and I would look at you. You just said that the only two ways. You said there's many ways, but there's only those two ways. There's a physical pain, and then there's a psychological pain. Mm-hmm. The physical pain, you can approach it. I would say two ways. The fact of I'm I'm clumsy. I'm a human being. Therefore, I take that fact on as myself to then. How, all right, then, then how do I become unclumsy? And if I can't be unclumsy, if I'm watching myself constantly, then. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's one option. I would go to the other more extreme option of the idea of pain. So I say I stumped my toe. Of course, mm-hmm. if I didn't break it, I don't need to go to the doctor. At a, right. certain, at a certain point, it might just take one and done, especially if you have good parents or a good teacher to say, look, you hit yourself. There's no reason to react to that. And, and you feel pain. Why do you react to it? Yeah, well, that's the there's suffering o- There's part. only kind of the, the going away from yeah. it. And Shake it off. So then that, 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 that's, that's just shake it off. Yeah. But, but pretty much saying it's a one done thing as far as the, the body being resilient and what's actually making you, is it an attention thing? I get hurt and I want attention. I want somebody mm-hmm. to feel sorry for me. What's actually taking place to make this physical pain become a, a reaction to become something that, 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 that should have ended in that split right. second. And, and then that hurts you further. I mean, I, I, from that point on, it's like you're hurting yourself. You're, you're keeping further. it. You're, you're not keeping, healing. You're keeping the hurt some. Yeah. Yeah. You're not you're talking healing. about it. You're thinking about it. You're, yeah, you're not healing up. And so, and that's another thing. And I see that with people that, that have a lot of psychological trauma is it's like you're somehow holding on to this pain. And I'm not a psychologist, so it I... It could be any pain, yeah. You know, that, yeah. I'm, yeah. And so psychological I, pain. I can't really address it, but I do know enough to know that, you know, you're holding on to that pain, which is causing you to suffer. Can you let go of it? And, well, I think some people can, but some people can't. Why not, though, if they, if well, they can't let go of it? And, well, then that's where I think you need a therapist to come in and help you with that because it's it's something... But do you or do you got to figure out, is it guilt that I feel? Is it because oh, yeah, I'm ashamed because might, I didn't die? Is it, is it because... Well, yeah, you can so, you, try you, you to know, You know that. the answer, you, but it's just your choice if you're going to be honest with yourself, if you're going to put your, your parents in a particular light or your, your comrades in a particular light. Because you have right. you have no biasness and you have no expectations. I'm willing to look at everybody in a human form. That's what humans are. Why would I look at my parent as a right. uh, try to look at him as some holy ghost, some kind of perfect well, figure? Well, yeah, and I mean, and you you have done a lot of self examination to figure that out. But so I was tired of the suffering. But well, yeah, I don't yeah. want why who wants to who wants but, to keep this shit up. 
but 70 years. not everybody's <sighs> like that. And I mean, but I think everybody I wants why. to heal and get well. But I, I do think that, you know, it's it, it really does come down to no matter how you do it, go see a therapist, do self-analysis, whatever it is, go out in nature and look at more sunsets, whatever it is. It's letting go of that. It's, it's that process of letting go of that pain and letting it uh, go behind you and, and not continuing to hold on it and continuing to hurt yourself. Now we got to talk about corruption because that, yeah, that's all just corruption. How do ourselves. I find out the answers for myself and, and not just, um, mm-hmm. yeah, keep trying to solve it by uh, an answer, but can I go into it, investigate it and solve it by this doubting, by this, I don't care who, who you think you are, or who I thought you are for the past 10 years. I'm going to doubt you. I'm going to doubt this story. I'm going to doubt it all. And, and that way it's, it's, it's inevitable that the, the, the flowering will come up of well th- this awe. It leaves you in awe. Beyond the suffering, like, like that quote from John, John Paul Sartre, uh, beyond the suffering, there's life. I mean, yes, and that's really, I think, in a lot of ways, that's what we're after. I just want to touch on that. On that, you say your puppy dies, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, when anybody dies, it's it, it, because it, this is a hard one, which I want to talk about. This this doubting, and then when somebody dies, do you ever doubt this whole individual thing? Do you doubt why you're crying? Is it because you, you missed out on something? And then do you even doubt what actually died with that person? Mm-hmm. And do, all I can ask is, is there another way to look at it that's that's not some foo foo philosophical way, but to say you can see. Is, is there an intelligence that, is there one intelligence, there's one human expression, there's only one way to, to, to be a human, to feel things and do that kind of thing. And d- does my suffering stop when I can see this so-called, I mean, if you want to use religion to paint a better picture, God living through each individual person. Now, what do you, th- your idea, do you think everybody's separate and has a separate soul and has a separate family and, and the vision stays within death? Or are you saying, no, I'm going to reject all that. And why do I even believe that? Is it because I've been told that and I have a fear to even reject that and explore the possibilities? But I would just go down that road. And yeah. Well, yeah. yes, yes, you would. But yeah, it's I, be I a different way. There has There's to always be. A and I think way. that's what we're kind of, ex, you know, exploring mm-hmm. in this whole podcast. I had like, I was looking for my last quote here because I thought it was a good one. That's okay. You know, do me it. and my Find quotes, it. me and my quotes here. Um, Where'd it go? It's about beauty. Yeah. Oh, well. What a bummer. Oh, yeah, there it is. Mark Jacobs. He's an American fashion designer. And uh, he says, I don't love Photoshop. I like imperfection. It doesn't mean ugly. I love a girl with a gap between her teeth versus perfect white veneers. Perfection is just boring. Perfect is what's natural or real. That is beauty. And I like the differentiation here. He's comparing perfection and what is perfect. So what's natural and real is beautiful compared to uh, what I I like his his comment about the perfect white veneers. And I look at the beauty industry, especially where women especially try to find the perfect look. And they they go to these extremes of, you know, I'm going to get plastic surgery or I'm going to get my teeth whitened or I'm going to get my hair extensions or whatever it is because there's some perfect out there. And and what happens is, is a lot of times it just backfires in that pursuit of looking perfect. You just look false. You look fake. You don't look, um, you kind of miss the mark. And, and I think that what he says here is that, you know, perfect is what is natural and real. 
And I think there is beauty in that, whether or not we determine if that's perfect or not. I think that is really where we would find perfection if it existed. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, use it, so I'll just say this and then I'm pretty sure we're probably at the end. Yeah, we're at the end. <laughs> but, but, but when you say something like that and when, I, when, when people hear something, because I see the movement happen all the time, just because they're talking about beauty, somehow somebody might take that sentence and again, they fit it to their, their soap opera, their story. Well, this is uh, an excuse like for our personal soap <laughs> operas. <laughs> this is our story for, for, you know, being thick, or this is my story for, uh, you know, looking a certain way and, and, and how mm-hmm. I feel about myself. But does it actually solve the, the, the problem and how you feel about yourself when you see something like that? Or, or I don't know, I would just say you hear something profound with any, anything and it's easy to get stuck to an idea because you heard mm-hmm. sin in the other sentence. And I just want to show that movement of that tradition, but to say, can I hear something? Can I see a person and unstick myself from mm-hmm. the idea, the opinion, then just that, maybe that that's the way to say it, but can right. you unstick yourself from what you hear, what you say, and, and just take the pureness, like you, you said yeah, earlier, what, so what does pureness mean? Pure, purity, it's a fact. When I come tainted with my assumption, my, my, my feelings, my, I give mm-hmm. energy to it in a way that's... We throw mud on it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, yeah, do, uh, am I going to investigate and say, I want to find out wh- what keeping something pure is? And I know it's going to take a, a long time, but the only other option is the conflict. The only other option is the same way, every because everybody's done everything in the book. So to do something different, mm-hmm. it's hard to do something different, especially in our culture, just to put it out because of the judgment, the biasness. Your parents might reject you, but do they really reject you if you have a quality of love? I mean, you're careful. You're taking the facts in if, if people reject this. So then what do I do? You're, yeah. So... Th- it's, I, it's easy, but it's just, it's a whole different way. You have to really say, I'm committed to the facts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we need to talk about that more in depth. We, we've had a, a conversation on, on facts, facts, but I'd like to revisit that again. Though. But we'll have to revisit that. But I like, I like the, and, and we can end on this. I like the idea of um, what you were just saying about perfection being purity, you know, and, and not to, and to just be a part of that, come into that purity and, and and leave all that mud behind. Leave the soap operas behind, and just it's just weight baggage. Just, it's why? baggage. Why? Just walk into that purity. If you have as a why, you, you should email us, and then if you got a, uh, mm-hmm. if if you can give me a good why, we'll talk about it. Because I'm looking yeah. for a why. To carry yeah, email us. Email us, guys. Message us. We're on social media. You know, we like to talk. You should know by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with that. We're going to have to go. Goodbye. Bye, all. See you next time.